0: So Wolfgang Peterson's other movies, Dust Boot, okay, um, In the Line of Fire, Outbreak, Mm -hmm. Air Force One, The Perfect Storm, and then the last two, Troy, Poseidon, and Four Against the Bank. I don't really like care for, but like, isn't Dust Boot considered like a very very yeah, it's a super famous
1: yeah important movie.
0: He also did. Schwarz und Web wie Tage und Nacht.
1: I think you pronounced that correctly.
2: That's my favorite <laughs> of his pieces.
0: Here we are, and welcome to another edition of my favorite part of the week, the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get together with my two best buddies in the world, my sisters, Lily and Becky, who are in far-flung places, and we recreate the conversations, or the experience of watching movies and television, and then arguing and discussing them together. Uh, We've got a really special guest today, I can't wait to introduce him, but first, let me check in with the sisters. Lily, how you doing in the Canary Islands?
2: Uh I'm really good. Um, I had, I planned and like prepped and I feel like I channeled my mom and my sister and all of Pinterest and like I have to say I made a really cute kids two-year-old birthday party yesterday for my son, which was his birthday yesterday. He turned two and um, like, you, thank you. like you, like mm-hmm. when you called me, Shai called me yesterday and he was like, congratulations, it's your second anniversary as a mom. I was like, oh, it is and like it was a lot of fun. Uh the party was great, but um I I just wish like Shai, you could just say right now what uh your kids birthday parties like the time frame are. What is like 10 to 12 or 11 to 1? Well, 1 it's or always a like debate that.
0: in our house cuz I want them to be like, you know, 6 hours long, but in general they're probably like 3 hours with the people who show up early and the stragglers who hang out. Every once in a while there's people who hang out for the rest of the day, but those are like usually very close friends.
2: Well, you should move to Spain because the party was called for 12 to three, and people left at 9 p.m. So, it was a rager. It was a 2 year birthday. birthday party for Because you
0: gave away free stuff.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the party's amazing. It's not my fault that the party's amazing. And like I said, it's my party, and I can fail if I want to, because <laughs> I was so happy how it turned out
0: that is that is the ultimate jewish mom saying about a party now yeah. i can cry if i want to but i can fell if i want to that is tony amazing. if
2: you're not aware that's like i can brag if i want to in yiddish
0: <laughs> and then in california that's we've got becky who is also hosting our guest for today becky how you doing
1: i'm great i just got back from a week-long vacation in carmel California, a couple hours south of where I live, and it was uh, very relaxing, really fun, nice little family bonding time. So I'm feeling good.
0: That's awesome. And now allow me to introduce our guest. This is a really cool, timely guest who I mes- first met over a conversation while I scarfed down vegan donuts at Becky's house. Um, Pixar story artist Tony Mackey joins us today, hot off of the incredible, amazing movie that he worked on.
2: So sorry, that was our mom. To be, mo- that's our mom. Sorry. Of oh, course. That's our mom. Me. She called on. Give sure my sure device to call me next. Oh yeah, no, I'm next. Give my devices at the same all time. call, all of us. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Well, anyways, what I was, Tony, I, to start I was that intro saying. Tony
0: was a <laughs> Tony was a great guest for this week because Tony was one of the key story artists. Working on the incredible movie Coco, a huge favorite of everybody on our podcast and in our family, um, that last week won uh, an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. So, Tony, welcome. Thank you for making time to be on the show with us.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Very excited. That's,
0: really cool.
3: that's, so, that's Tony's excited. That's my us, yeah. that's,
0: Well, I, <laughs> so before we get that's into hard. talking about you know the main topic for today which is of course the never-ending story um Mm -hmm. i I just want to take the opportunity to ask you just if we can a little bit about coco and the experience making that um film is all right if we fire away with some questions
3: yeah yeah
1: i I feel like tony should maybe first give a little a mini explanation of what a story artist does because i feel like if people are listening that don't know exactly the whole and how the animation process works oh yeah it might be
0: a little bit of a mystery all right so tony what is a story artist we know I, in our family because we're you know, you know we're we feel like insiders now. But
3: right, you guys know. But it's it's uh I, I like to equate it to kind of an architect. Um, and we're in a feature. You're kind of building a building, and just like you have a, a a structure, you know, you have a main a lead architect. That's our director, and we're kind of the architects under that director to kind of set up the blueprints of the story, um, the overall structure of the film that will eventually get passed out to all the trades so the writers and the um, compositors and the animators <clears throat> so yeah essentially uh, we take the first pass of creating the film visually um and we take the script and we and we turn it into a visual form and uh with the guidance of the director that's wow. basically that's that, basically it
0: that's wild and you know coco is one of the most unique Visually unique films I've seen, and we, we uh, let alone animated films, but the, the use of colors, the the buildings, the characters, just unlike anything I've ever seen before. Where did the impetus to come up with that, with the overall design of the universe? That Miguel and and the gang all live in. Where did it, that come? Should
2: from? we explain what the word impetus means for some of our <laughs> <No>. listeners <laughs> who might not know?
0: Impetus, uh, motiv- uh, I don't know but uh, the, the the drive, the motivation, the cause. Where did it come from? To, yeah, to come up with that with that overall look.
3: Well, I you know they I came on the movie a little bit later. Um, I worked the last two years of it. Um, but before that, in fact, just before that, they, did, they took a lot of trips to Mexico. And um, I think I would say 90% of what you see on the screen was influenced by something that um, was in those towns that they visited. Um, and so, we, were, we were constantly referencing those things, too. Um, you know, uh, ancient history, uh, Mexican history um, was influencing everything in the city. Um, the city was kind of built on this idea that um, the as you traveled to the land of the dead, um, the people were basically building on top of the history. So that's why you have these giant towers. Oh, wow. um, it wasn't as uh, as much of something that was on the you know surface as it was just kind of like an overall visual feel and and it was kind of for us to kind of. Um, use that as um, something that was a little deeper. But um, if you noticed um, when they went down to um, Chicharron, the guy that um, that kind of uh, dies the second death in, yeah. in the middle of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, he lived in kind of, there was, it was kind of water and um, it was kind of below the Aztec uh, temples and um, the things that are supporting that. And it was very simple structures that they that they lived in so um and it built um up from there and you could see temples above him um out, that they're climbing down that's basically the stone and everything
0: that's wild so that uh, scene actually leads me to my next question which is uh as, as a musician I, I thought that the extraordinarily delicate and thoughtful approach that the must been the whole team took towards every movement of a finger and a guitar string mm-hmm. was um unlike any way I'd seen music portrayed in an animated way in a a film before, I was, how did, how, what's the process of getting the, the, the anatomy and the movements and behind the musical performances there?
3: Well, I, I can't pretend to know that I, that I know every detail about the technical aspect of them figuring out the finger picking and all that. But, um, I know that they spent a ton of time on it because You know there are a lot of musicians at Pixar and they care about that Um, and it really added to the authenticity of Miguel like this little kid that's learning to play the guitar and you know people that know the guitar you you know when you see somebody actually playing and I think that they really cared about that uh, the idea of the authenticity there and um, they showed us tests early on when we were working on um, some of the sequences um, where he's playing the guitar. i w- I worked on the uh, sequence with in the attic when he's playing to the um, little ofrenda. Oh, wow. and um, and he they showed us some of those um, early test shots and the finger picking. and it was incredible because um, you know these are there there are tons of custom tools that the animators have um, to use and and ask for, and then technical uh, tools departments work with them to to craft those things. Um, and they did an amazing job. You could see it right away. You could see um, that things felt really natural. And, of course, the animators are amazing. So, um, together with the technology, it it, um, it felt great. And um, I thought it showed really so, early on. It was amazing. Can so I
2: ask Tony a question? Yeah, 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 of course. When, when yes. you're done? I don't oh, know you. Okay.
0: I, since what, I, Tony, you must have us entranced here because we usually don't ask each other permission to interrupt, for the record. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't hope you're about to, like,
2: ask another question. I have <laughs> other
0: questions, but go for it.
2: Also, Tony's voice is so relaxing. I'm just like, I know, a such spa. a good radio voice. I know. All the time. It's <laughs> great. Like, sleep, it's like amazing. Anyways, my question is that because you're part of the the whole story of the film, is it what I would imagine that maybe somebody writing a novel could feel like in the sense that once it's complete, did you like when you when you, when you I know you're part of a larger team, but when you finish the story, did you sit back and be like, oh, it's, it's perfect. It's how I it's that's it we got it or is there always a feeling of like oh man like it, it could always be a little bit better like this searching for you know your the perfect story or do you just at some point just have to call it and be like okay this is a story we're moving on and we have to make it
3: yeah I, there's it's it's kind of a um a struggle that i think you have at working at a like a feature animation studio that's making a, a film that's costs a lot of money so i think that um it's it's something that you kind of you understand is there that you um that you have to finish this thing you can't you can't work on it forever which i think any artist loves to work on their their craft and loves to work on what they're they're doing at the moment and make it perfect i think everybody's kind of a bit of a perfectionist there and i know lee mm-hmm. is uh he's uh, the director um the uh he he's an editor and everything he does uh he really tries to perfect the editing aspect of it as he's working. And I don't know if he's aware of that, but you know, I've worked with a few, quite a few directors and he definitely has this editorial sense, uh, when he's working in the story with the story team. And, um, and I know, uh, that he, keeps wanting to change things you know everybody wants to change things everybody sure. has this feeling that oh I wish this was a little bit uh, better or I could do this a little bit better not not change other people's work but their own work I think everybody kind of has that feeling I think every artist relates to that and I think um, you know we all are understanding of the fact that this does have to be produced at some point and put onto a theater and um, we aren't we don't have unlimited money Um this show definitely spent quite yeah and time is money right so um this show definitely spent its fair share and um fortunately it's it was uh it did well so hopefully um everything uh allows us to keep going with these things because you know um yeah, budget's a concern, and and people are worried about so, that. So,
2: so to... if money was endless, sorry to interrupt you. If money was endless, they might work on it forever.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but you awesome.
2: can say that about any.
1: I mean, any artist Anything. with any project, yeah, it's, it's never true. finished. It's I true. mean, you know, it's. Yeah. Im- I mean, that's. I mean, just truly saying, working in film. I, it's the same thing in features, in television, in documentaries. The only reason why we finish our project is because we have a deadline and we have to deliver it. It's not because a director has ever finished yeah. working on their yeah. film. Yeah.
0: Wow. So uh, um, a term that um, Vlad talked to me about recently with respect to animation is the notion of acting. And mm-hmm. the fact that these characters act and that you all, I mean, I, you all as the story artists and then the animators as well, like you're making, you're, you're making things that don't exist act. And in this particular movie, a movie I know I've been talking about lately a lot, uh, how I've been crying during things, but a movie that definitely <laughs> evoked so much emotion in me, you know, and that, 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 especially in its final moments. Um,
2: You're lucky that in this case, it, it's everybody. It's not right, just you. Yeah,
0: know. I don't know anyone has isn't cried. crying. A, how do you, how do you, what, what process do you use to make a character act? And be and then how do you feel when a character that you've helped create the acting for evokes emotion from from people?
3: Um, Well, I think and I know Vlad is similar. We both came from more of a two D traditional animation background, and um, we both studied animation in school. And animation is a lot to do has a lot to do with um, studying um, people and studying your surroundings and thinking about, um, how people react to things and how people, um, um, just the, the tiniest of movements that people do that say, say way more than their words. And, you know, pantomime is huge. And, um, and you just, I think a lot of it comes from just studying people and studying, um, you know, human nature, not just people, animals, everything, you know, just kind of like reading their emotions and reading the way they react to things and the, uh, and their characteristics that um, make them individuals. And um, you kind of build a toolbox in your brain of, you know, things you kind of go to as the first instincts for an acting moment. And sometimes it's a little cliche. Um, I think when, especially when you don't know what a, who a character is, and there's we're still trying to figure out who these characters are, and every movie has this issue. You kind of go with the most cliche ideas because you're just trying to find something that will work for the moment to kind of tell the story point. Um, and sometimes later on, that character comes out a little bit more, and you um, somebody hits something, they do something that's a little off script, or they'll they'll push it a little bit, and in a way that um, is quirkier or sometimes it's the actor's voice The um, the actual actor will come in and do some reads and you'll, um, you'll pick up on something that's, you didn't think about before. And so you'll add, um, you know, add something that they had in their voice. You'll add, um, something that, um, kind of gives you something different that you didn't expect before or you didn't see before. And it, and it brings that character out a little bit more and, and you just build on that and, uh, yeah, it's it's different for every character. Sometimes the in the script, it's it's so clear. They'll give an example of like this character is just like, um, you know, blah, blah, blah from this other movie. And you go, OK, I know who you're talking about. And and then you kind of riff off of that. You try not to make it exactly like, you know, just copying another character. You want to make this thing its own. So um, you wow. kind of push it. Well,
0: I could. I'm going to ask you one more question
3: about this, but you well, know, I, I
1: also have I also have a question. All right,
3: so Becky, but you quote. go
1: you go with your question, then I'll. I, I, I
0: could ask you. I mean, I could talk to you all day about this. So you thank you for spending. You time ask talking a question, about then it. I'm going to ask a question. My okay. question is actually just very quickly, because um, we we're just talking about characters and acting and, and finding a character. Quickly, who's your favorite character in Coco? Uh
3: my favorite character in Coco is. Uh, hmm. Dante. I do love Dante. Okay,
2: Lily, thank you.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm just in case he forgot yeah. like who the characters are. Just helping him out. Yeah. We only worked on it for two years. Who did so.
3: I? Who did I love the most? I. This is a tough one. I really loved Hector. I. I didn't get to draw him as much as I wanted to. Um. But I did. Yeah. Dante's awesome.
1: What was the longest amount of time you spent on a particular sequence? Because I know sometimes it could take
2: quite a few oh,
3: passes yeah I, there was a sequence that i didn't like working on um, and it and i kept doing you it over and you over
2: cannot tell us which one it is but like was it days weeks like
1: how what was like uh,
3: i worked on it for months because months uh, on well, one particular sequence. yeah wow. because it well what happens is you you know you finish it and it goes to editorial and it, it's mm-hmm. it's in this it's in the film and then you watch it over and over again in a screening and then uh, it's still not working and you can see it's not working and I can only say so much and I don't, I didn't necessarily say that much about it because I didn't know what the answer was, but, uh, yeah, but in the end, uh, it, it changed. I didn't do the changes. I'm I'm happy that I didn't, uh, because I was so tired of it at the end, but, um, it was the sequence after he comes out of the mausoleum and he's like, meets his, his family Mm. in the living world. And that, and that. Like
1: at the end of the film.
3: No, this no, is a. No, like, oh, he
1: becomes and he's a ghost and yeah, yeah and he's a ghost.
3: Okay, he sorry. Yeah. becomes uh, mm-hmm. part of the dead world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, not the mausoleum scene, uh, but, but right after. Is, that. which is Funny
2: you say, or, like, say that? that. How do I what? What? Who? I said it's funny you say that because that's that's a great scene.
3: Well, it was it was not as great before. But it took months yeah. to get there. Yeah. of going
2: there wow. over and over it, and yeah. over Could,
3: again. It was a Could sequence you... that was definitely in the movie for a long, long time, and then it, it had been there for a long time, and it, its role had changed a little bit, and the and the act break had changed a little bit, so it was affecting it. Um, but um, in the end, it all I think it all worked out fine.
2: Um, can you tell everyone how long it took to make this movie, beginning to end? I don't think people realize
3: years i think it was yeah six years wow Wow. well it was all
0: worth it it was definitely among our when we did our best movies of the year one of the best movies of the year for sure and deservedly of an oscar and thank you for spending time talking to us about it now speaking of emotional movies you know I, i talked a couple of weeks ago about a kid has a dream of a podcast and and there's some some things that you 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 have a podcast just so you can talk about certain things. And today's main subject, the never-ending story, is one of those particular topics that I, I suspect my sisters and I, without knowing it, have been waiting to break this down in public for our whole lives.
1: I mean, I actually when I when I went back and watched it, I realized that I I know this movie off by heart. Like I, I do. We saw it so I many kept times shy. as children. I, like, I basically I know it off the Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I was speaking along with the lines.
0: So, so my, this is, now, Beck, I, I know we've all watched it together. I admit that, especially in the year that it was, it came out, I, most of my memories are watching this with Lily. Sorry. Didn't Me mean do. to, youngest child you. I uh,
1: didn't
2: mean to, youngest ugh. child you either, but so I, annoying. hands down, remember. Specifically Uh, watching it. Well, you know what?
1: I've just erased the two of you from my memory of watching it in the basement. I watched it all alone. That's it. New memory.
0: Well, so because of that, I really wanted to give Lily... Lily, could you just kick off the experience of watching this movie um, with your older brother, possibly with your baby sister, if she was there?
2: Um, growing up, about the year I was born. If she so. was there, I think it's incredibly inappropriate that she was allowed to watch this movie <laughs> because I would have been really little, so she would have been teeny. That's not okay. <laughs> Where well, are the parents?
0: They were well. That's a whole they're, other story. They were they're
1: they're in Uganda. They were yes. going uh, <laughs> real
2: trekking.
0: All right, Lily, take us to um, it. What was, was in it like?
2: Philadelphia? So I couldn't have been like legally. I could have been more than four because I know we moved when I was four. So maybe I was like three and a half, just, just on the cusp of being four. And we had a basement with um, a staircase. And when this, the TV was up against the wall of the staircase. So as you're walking down the stairs, you can't see the TV. You can see the person on the couch watching the TV, but you don't see what's on. So um, the staircase would be an excellent hiding place if you wanted to get out of the way and not witness a scene from a movie. You could hang it on the stairs, and then when like the scary part was over, you just hop back on the couch. You could close your eyes, but as a child, I think removing myself from in front of the television was safer. Um, and so I clearly adored this movie. I love this movie so much, and I loved it from day one. But legitimately... And to, to this, when I watched it today, that wolf situation is not okay. Like that gigantic, bloody-mouthed, fanged beast. Gamork. Uh, Gamork. Gamork. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from the – now, Shai, do you think that we're talking about the very last scene or every time he appeared? I don't know we're talking about, about specific
0: – no, but I'm talking specifically the his last appearance. His that.
2: last scene where he jumps out. Right, okay. And so I knew that that scene existed and was terrified. So I'd like get to the end of the movie and I would tell Shai, okay, I'm going to go now. And I'd I'd wait on the stairs and he was supposed to give me, now I must've been really little because I could have just listened, but he was supposed to give me the go ahead when the the terrible scene was over, when he flies out and a Trey stabs him with a piece of rock. And he's terrifying. And it's a pretty long scene. And Shai was supposed to give me the thumbs up. And I'd run back down to the couch. And literally every time, he would tell me to come back as he's leaping out of the cave and attacking the little boy. Every time. And I'd stand in front of the television screaming like, ah! And I was horrified. That
1: carried that carried over until we moved to Montreal. Because years later, when I was a little kid, I remember shy continuing to do that to
2: you.
0: Hey, look when you when you have a good bit, you gotta you know you gotta you gotta stick <laughs> it's with so it.
2: So sad on my part that I just trusted you so much. Like that this time wouldn't be that time. It's not like I didn't think you would do it. I just was like, okay, now he's not going to do it this time. And I really really wanted to watch the movie. I just could not handle that scene. And over and over and over again, you trick me into stepping in front of the tele. But I'd step right in front of the television as that horrible thing is jumping out.
3: It was like
2: a Charlie and- Brown moment. Yes, Very- that is <laughs> a Charlie Brown. That is a
0: Charlie Brown. It's yeah. a Gmork moment in our house, I guess. Yeah, that's what we call those. Uh, Beck. Take- uh, so I'll just yeah. go around the horn and ask folks. So we we all rewatched it. In my case, I rewatched it three times in the last week. It's quite again ninety minutes. It's you know you can make a movie ninety minutes and it's awesome. Yep. It's
1: you know um, it's just the good parts. That's just, basically what it is. When you have ninety minutes, you're just showing us the good parts.
0: It's true. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so uh, let's go around starting with Becky. We'll do Becky, Tony, Lil, and then I'll go. Um, what did you notice rewatching this movie? You know, comparing your memory of the movie to rewatching it. Uh, what were things that you noticed in terms of the experience?
1: Um, in particular, how good those puppets are. Like as a child, they felt so real and the makeup and the sets, like all of it was so magical. And watching it again as an adult, it was it was equal to when I was a kid. Yeah, talk it didn't about acting adult.
0: for an inanimate object, right?
1: I mean, yeah, no, it was. So what stood out to me is how well the puppets and the sets and the makeup uh, held up. So that was a big thing for me.
0: Tony, how about
3: you? I yeah I I think it's amazing how well it holds up because, I mean this is the this is before CG so yeah the puppets are pretty incredible, although I did have an issue with the control that was in both Gamorks and.
1: Falcor. Oh, Falcors. Falcors. They're, Falcors. They're, they're, they're their like, nose. Their, yeah, they're oh, their, like, their their nose, Yeah. They're like nose nose.
3: They were really yeah. using the nose. I'm making faces at Tony right now. And it, I, it's the same. I mean, and it's yeah. like because I think they were trying to make know.
2: it like right, as if it was know, lip like, reading. It's like I so, so it was, exaggerated the nose Because movement. I think they couldn't get the lips the way like I think they used the nose as sort of like a gimmick to make it look like it's talking. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's distracting. I mean
3: I'm nitpicking here, you know.
2: No, no, no. I noticed I noticed it more on the farm. On yeah. Mark, I was like, "Wow, that nose thing is not okay." That's scary. Uncle Mark's
3: Weird, nose. Weird. Looks like
2: he needs a tissue.
3: Still,
0: you're no, terrified.
2: And, and I, and yes. I also feel like I didn't. It sounds like
1: I'm about to like make myself make myself sound really like dumb or not very emotionally intelligent, but I feel like rewatching it as an adult, I was like. Oh, so that's what this movie's about.
0: I (laughs) had the same experience. I had the same experience.
2: I did not. And I was disappointed that I didn't because I definitely knew what it was about. Oh, I thought
0: you were gonna say you still didn't understand.
2: No, 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 no. I I had no idea what it was about as a kid. I had a stranger But like I fully was aware of the story and I was like, Maybe I'll watch it now and like it all it'll be debunked, my my childhood understanding of this movie. And I was like, Nope. That's pretty much what I thought it was about. And I don't really, like, I don't think it makes that much sense. But, no, yeah, like
0: that. the. Wait, anyway. hold on a second. Does Lily, do wait, now I'm curious what Lily thinks that it's about. What do you
2: think about? Okay. Wow. Well, it's, well, Why don't we go with, you You said, did Tony uh-huh? like the movie?
3: Did I like it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, li- we
2: didn't, I just, just quickly. No, Tony- I,
3: I, you know. I was 11 years old when I saw that movie. And I loved it. Then, and I, and I, it, I I have, I think I, I'm a little biased because I'm very much, uh, it's totally nostalgia, right?
1: Well, so. yeah, and that's what's, that's what's interesting about, mm-hmm. about the, for the three siblings over here is that we watch a lot of movies that we have a very strong childhood attachment mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. And as adults, we still love it. Yeah. A lot of the times for those same reasons that we did as we were kids. But I really think the never ending story I, is I like. it holds
2: up. I absolutely yes. think it holds up. Like, And I think this, the fact that there is no, okay, fine, the Gamork knows, and like the, when Falcor's talking, when he's like flying like a little sperm through the clouds, <laughs> at that point I'm like, okay, like, I miss a little bit of CGI because that looks
1: ridiculous. And <laughs> but we, we are used that. to watching movies that are like two hours and 20 minutes now where right. you get all the backstory. Right, Here right. we get like one montage of Atreyu writing Artex and then Artex dies and it's like right. tears galore. But right. you know what, that was enough.
2: Oh, it was definitely enough
1: for for like seven minutes,
2: maybe. Yeah. Right. And as a kid, I think you feel like he's... (laughs) I I think as a kid, you feel like you've been watching him for your whole life. Like all of a sudden, this is your horse. But I I, want to say that that is a testament to... Okay, wait. I have so many things to say. Hold on. I'm just going to say that you said... Just start rolling. What did I realize... Hold on, you said, what did I realize that we're going to keep going around with? What did I realize now that stood out it's to me, like, right? Like, yeah. Or like what do you think the movie's about, yeah. Well, I can, I can tell or you what does Lily about. think
0: the movie's about? I think that's a good but, question in general. Okay,
2: but, but I will Lil. say what stood out to me is the acting. The acting is really good for, like, break-in. The acting is terrible. We appreciate that. I actually think for a kid's movie that Noah Hathaway, who plays Atreyu, did a better job than that kid who was in The Jungle Book. Recently. Oh yeah, yeah. but She's I think amazing.
1: most most child actors did a better job than the kid that was in True. the Jungle Book. Well But, you
0: know, but well, I, I know, like think that, that like the, ugh, ugh, ugh.
2: Ugh. Ugh. But but the point wait, is they take down
0: they... like a nine-year-old on a podcast.
2: Well, <laughs> well I give him credit for like acting against screen screens and stuff like that. And maybe that's why Atreyu did such a good job because he was literally in front of these animatronics and in front of these puppets and in front and, of... in the real horse.
0: I, I loved how we all... Most of us listened to the director's commentary. I loved how much of a point Wolfgang Peterson made of saying, we did not kill, horse. Well, we horse know, horse <laughs> did kill the horse. They killed a
2: horse. Like, I'm like, oh my god, there were no laws a real animals
0: during this time. I didn't even think that of team. that as a
2: kid. Oh, that my, it was like... Of course yeah. you don't think of we that, but... The- Sorry, go but ahead. But wait, I'm just saying that the emotion, I think, of like, we, yeah, what well, you mentioned Tony, like, you know, we, the horse and stuff, and Becky said, you know, the, ho- the mo- horse is in the movie for seven minutes, yet we're crying, and I think it's because he, the, the kid does such a good job of making you feel like, like his horse is dying, mm-hmm. and so I was impressed as an adult watching it, being like, I bet you the acting is like, not going to be good. I was like, you was know what? it's really actually good. not bad. Yeah, and the music's really good, too. So, oh, yeah.
0: so, for me, the the lesson of the movie and the connection... Of the first, particularly the first act that takes place in the real world, which we must have fast forwarded a lot as kids, made so much more sense to me about how here's this kid who because of this trauma in his life of loss of his mother and his dad's kind of detached is, is keeping his feet on the ground and keeping his imagination buttoned up. And the whole source of the nothing is people losing hope and losing their dreams and that moment at the end where he says, but I have to keep my feet on the ground when the Empress is pleading mm-hmm. with him yeah. to name her.
2: His dad told that him. That
0: scene made no sense to me as a kid. I remember just being like,
2: what's I going didn't...
0: on? <laughs> Why is she talking to him?
2: Well, I do remember thinking, what does he mean by keep, keeping his feet on the ground? I took it literally.
0: No, but the I dad says to understand... him in the opening scene, keep your feet on the ground. I just did not understand. No,
2: no, I understand Wait, that he means like, that don't. Mean? Don't be up in the clouds, but when I was a kid, I thought he meant literally don't, you know, go by the window. Keep your feet on the ground. Tony
1: was, like, 11 years old when he saw it for the first time. Mm -hmm. We were all much younger. Tony, did you have a better grasp on the film than the three of us? No. no. Okay, good. I don't
3: think so. But I I think I did... I I had the same feeling afterwards of, like, imagination's good. Oh, okay. But, um... But, yeah. And dreaming is
2: good. And hope is good. I I also... It took me a a back that 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 it's it's positive to get revenge on bullies at the end of this movie. Well, that,
0: that's a very <laughs> oh, that, that's that a part. very eighties. Uh, that was a great eighties bullies mm-hmm. revenge very is 80s. the best kind of bully revenge. <laughs> on the bullies.
2: Yeah. Like now they'd end up having to become friends and like work on a project together or something. But in the eighties <laughs> in the eighties you could just throw them in the garbage can. You could you just, just them chase them down
1: with your magic dragon.
0: And when we right. go on this journey of watching these old movies, I watch with the kids and so we showed the we showed the girls the film today. And the first half of the movie, until the arrival of Falcor, reaction from the older child was, This movie is boring and kinda scary. <laughs> And, and Ali and I are yes, just saying, hold true. on, hold on till Falcor, or hold on till Falcor, hold on till Falcor. There's a luck dragon coming. Kids have no idea what I mean. And then the moment Falcor appears, the wonder in their eyes just mm-hmm. flips 180. They are in Fantasia for the rest of the film.
2: I mean, the truth is that the first part is, is pretty sad.
0: And and dark. and And dark, yeah. And but from that moment on, all the way through sebastian riding falcor which the moment falcor appears on the screen every single kid wants to do
1: uh, oh man and apparently in germany you can go and like ride falcor with a green screen
0: it's a wow. replica because yeah. like the original yeah, one probably they were
1: replica stinks now there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the original ones probably smells like like feet and armpits and
3: it's, fish scales. It's even one piece anymore,
2: you know it's a like, funny thing shine his name is Bastion, not Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian. Yes. Just yes. Bastion. I think I never really realized as a kid. But so, that's just
3: like a random thing. Isn't that short for Sebastian?
2: Though? I That's what I thought, but he's billed as Bastion and they only ever referred to him as Bastion in the movie. I mean, maybe.
0: It could, maybe it's a, like a German name. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, None so of the, us
2: read the books, right? It's a book. It's a real book. Yeah, it's, it's a
0: real yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a great YouTube clip by this dude named Dom who I, I sent it to you guys, but. You should watch it, which ex- compares the film to the
3: movies. Yeah, I, I watched it. The book. It, it made mean, me you know, more interested book. in. Yeah. The book. I You're didn't realize the book? this is just half the book. They could do a cool. Oh, right,
1: because it's only the first
2: half of the book. Mm-hmm.
0: They could do a cool remake, you know, and do it over.
2: Well, they tried couple. to do a sequel. They did? Not? Yeah, they had yeah, a. Yeah.
3: Oh, they did They did two sequels, actually.
2: Oh. The third oh, I one. Remember I remember seeing.
3: Yeah, yeah, the first one.
2: No, no, go ahead. You go ahead.
0: The third one is like
3: Turtles it, in Time. Like it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it I, I apparently it had nothing to do with anything other than it uses the same names, but it's ridiculous. But they were going to do a remake of this. I think Kathleen Kennedy, before she wow. went to Lucas, in like 2003 or something. I was just man. reading this, uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, production company was going to do a remake, but they had problems getting the rights. Oh
1: man! And she I'm guessing be because
3: remade. the. The author passed away. I'm guessing maybe the estate is probably giving them a hard time because mm-hmm. I'm sure that he was really upset right, about the original. Right,
1: because he hated, right? He yeah. famously hated that movie. Yeah. I yeah.
3: feel like
0: sometimes you should be able to sue on behalf of fans to get <laughs> the intellectual property from people who want to keep it from I mean, us. I know I mean, that's yeah. totally wrong, but you know,
3: it's a, it's what, it's does, sad. Does because Tony the,
2: agree with that theory?
3: <laughs> I mean, I. I don't know that's a tough one that's a tough one because obviously he was upset for a reason if you just me i haven't read the book so but i heard really interesting things that came from the book and i think that i i would love to see a remake and the actually the book sounds much darker than what we saw yeah which Mm
0: -hmm.
3: um it kind of goes on beyond like uh Bastion goes actually has to instead of just making a wish with the grain of sand, he actually has to recreate the entire world, and then he becomes corrupt because of all the power that he has
2: Ooh, and takes over is, the world. Which is what the second book is about, or the second movie right. is about. The second yes. half of the.
0: But it's it's it goes off quite a no, bit. No, but the second in, yeah. movie has like a duck in it, and
2: it's terrible. It's really bad. But yeah. the there movie is like does. a a darkness in the sense that he becomes corrupt, I guess, and right in the second one.
0: What? I don't
3: want to read this book now. It's it sounds really good. I guess it's but it would make
0: a cool. It, the gentleman who did that comparison made a good point that mm-hmm. in today's modern view of movies, it would make a cool two part movie if they they really set up that arc from beginning to end with the Bastion mm-hmm. character. You could because the Bastion in the in the in the movie that we saw growing up was not set up to go dark. You couldn't have that kid no. suddenly go dark. But if they. No.
2: No, they like, they could like do a whole remake where they don't try to touch the original, but just try to do a whole new one that's true to the book. Like the, like, like like the, the Jungle real Book real never ending story. Like, yeah, the,
3: jungle like the Jungle Book. Like. book. Yeah. yeah that's not what, I guess that's what they're trying to do before. Which could
2: be cool because then I feel like it's a different story.
0: Yeah. But I they, I mean can Falcor still look like a dog? And can the dog fight Gamork because I feel like the world wants to see who would win that fight, Falcor or Gamork?
1: Can Falcor blow fire? Because if he's a dry, if he's parking dragon, It might be
0: in the book, but they could they since couldn't afford to do it for the it. movie.
1: Too friendly, yeah. Tony's too friendly. Feel like he bubbles, yeah, <laughs> 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 Blue bubbles. Oh my God,
2: Tony. Obviously, you work at Pixar. It's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. We never would have thought of that. Blow bubbles. It's a. Weird...
0: So Lily, you have one of our favorite bits to do when we're talking about a movie is Lily's rapid fire questions. Oh my God, I have so many questions.
2: I have so many questions. So, so, okay. So good.
0: The way this okay. works is Lily's going to ask rapid fire questions. Not everybody has to answer. So Lily will ask, and then but she'll you probably answer, you start answer answering quick. her own question in the process. So just jump in, <laughs> okay. Tony. If you okay. want to just answer the question, go for it. Okay. And then I'll cut one. her off and tell her to ask a new one.
2: <laughs> okay. One. This is a statement. This is an example of a movie Wait, that be better. Wait, so it's not a question. Be I'm just saying. It's not even also, a question. I'm just saying. This is an example of a movie that cannot be made better in and of itself from the 80s. For example, Star Wars Original Trilogy. You couldn't redo it better. It doesn't need CGI.
0: You mean like a shot-for-shot shot remake?
2: Right, exactly. No, doesn't can you could never do it. The original is perfect, except the flying sperm dragon cloud scene, that could be better. Um, what is up with that attic? What kind of school attic is that?
0: I, I feel like for it the, has props like from, I, In my mind, it always had props from like the drama slash science lab. Yes, yes.
2: Really though, what kind I, of plays are they putting on Macbeth? These I kids are so. like twelve. But does, but do schools have attics? Sure. Yeah. yeah?
0: Schools okay. in Vancouver clearly do, because that's where old it was Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Next.
0: next question. Does
2: the old man at, in the bookstore know what's going to happen because it's happened to him? Yes. Ooh. Undoubtedly,
0: in my mind. Which, which by the way, when we get later and we talk about what we would do for a reboot or a sequel, leads you to so many possibilities to do more with the world. But 100% he knows. Tony?
3: I, yeah, he definitely knows, uh, but I did have a feeling of uh, sincere stranger danger when he was getting so close to Bastion. <laughs> to as a kid or him. as an adult? <laughs> uh, aside from that, he had good intentions and wanted him to learn the lesson that he had already learned.
2: But as an adult, you feel like it got a little creepy there for a second.
3: I mean, it was like guy alone in the store with the kid, and they were really close for no reason. Mm-hmm. I had okay.
0: to. I had to... I had to repeatedly... I think that was probably the scene that was scariest to my kids.
3: I had to repeatedly
0: yeah. tell them, no, he's a nice guy. He wants him to take the book.
3: But we don't
2: but know. But don't you. ever go alone into a bookstore with an old man. <laughs> that's <what> you can <laughs> tell them. Like, don't do this as children. Okay. Um, why wouldn't he be able to bring his weapons or a friend betray you? Like, you can go, but you can't bring weapons or a friend. I'm like, obviously that's from the book because there are no rules in this movie that say that that's not possible.
0: Because he is not Oh, sorry, Someone it's about his inner
1: courage. It's not about his physical strength.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure, but his courage as a warrior, which is one of the lessons of the movie, is about having courage.
2: Um,
0: and he's not fighting well, something that's a. Phys- I mean, he fights Gomorrah eventually, but he's not fighting something that's but it's, a physical. Yeah, but it's challenge.
1: not about like your weapons aren't supposed to give you your courage. It's supposed to come okay, from. I inside. like that
0: answer.
2: Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say swimming, Falcor, is the best when he goes for a <laughs> swim.
0: Totally forgot he swam. <laughs>
2: It was amazing. Big discussion
0: um, in our car about whether or not dragons could swim.
2: Clearly, they can because he's also Look a dog. Yes, yeah, so he <laughs> And he's true. part dragon's fish. Specific, yeah. And yeah. he's part oh, fish. He's, he's got skills. skills Um, what the hell is the name of the mom? Moonchild. It's like Fonchi, Fauci, oh, No, Moonchild.
1: It's Moonchild. Mm-hmm. But okay, but here's my question: Is that the name? No, his the mom's name is not Moonchild. He names the Empress Moonchild.
0: Yes. Really.
1: Yeah, his mom's um, name is guys, a- we need some
0: clarification. No, 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 no. Here. How Clarification. Did you hear know it? In the director's commentary. No, com- in the
1: director's commentary. Oh. So like as an com- audience member, you can't hear it. No, wait, but as a kid, did you know what name he was saying? No, no, no. no. I only
0: learned it from Wikipedia. Like and, and then but in the director's commentary of Wolfgang Peterson, he A confirms that it's Moonchild and B, as the credits are rolling, or towards the end of the film he just says he just says yeah, no, it's not the same it's not the same name as the mother, it's just another name that he gave her. No no further explanation. <laughs> so I suspect okay. I suspect it's that it has to do with the imagination of what Bastion imagines her name would be. All right.
1: But in the book does does Bastion name the Empress Moonchild, or is that for like the American movie or whatever, the international movie that was made? Like where I'm does Moonchild come from? Why Moonchild? Also, oh, with the book. as a kid, did you think you knew what name he chose?
0: No. I just thought I it was my mother's the name. name. I'm pretty sure mom told me it was the mother's name, but they. Tony, you know,
1: that's what would make huh? sense. I no. thought it was the mother's name. That
3: that should be what it is, but it's not.
1: Okay, guys, for whatever they reason, they off
3: with the window moment. Yeah. saying my mother had a beautiful name.
1: It's true. For whatever reason, as a kid, I thought, and I think it has to do with like mixing movies and, like, na- weird names, but in Sleeping Beauty, her actual Sleeping Beauty's name is Aurora, and so in my mind, I thought that... That's hilarious. What, that, that was name, I, I think the but...
0: way his mouth is... I think that's a totally reasonable mix-up. Like, you just it's hear, it really... ar, could easily yeah. be Aurora. Yeah,
1: which was, like, a strange yeah. name. I had, like... Although,
2: I, I do feel like at the end, you do hear a little bit of child, child. You can hear a little bit of, like, that sound, but I had no idea as a kid... Last question on my rapid fire. Why didn't Noah Hathaway have a career? Why? Atreo? Yeah. Tony? I mean. He just
3: wanted to travel the world. Or he was traveling through Europe after that, right? Isn't that what he said in that interview?
1: What, so he was Did he like 12 in the movie? He just went backpacking in
3: Europe? He grew Maybe. up fast. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, and uh, the director uh, who... Coincidentally, directed one of my favorite war, World War II movies. Um, I had no idea. Um, said that he, all the girls were emailing, or emailing, mailing, writing <laughs> mail to him, uh, asking where he lived. <laughs>
2: which is right. I mean, he must have been like a huge sensation. Yeah. What yeah, a great actor.
0: And Tony, you made a really important reference here, which is that Wolfgang Peterson directed Dust Boot. Is that the movie you're talking about? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, and he directed it right before this. Is mm-hmm. it's a, could not be more different um, in every form, like every way.
0: And he also uh-huh. did in the line of fire, outbreak, Air Force One, The Perfect Storm, Yeah. yeah. and a whole bunch of German named television movies and documentaries and did- TV movies. I don't know what they mean. So Just reading to be the fair, movie,
2: those are all good movies. Yeah, right? yeah, those are all. I mean, I remember Air Force One like being blown away by that movie. That was oh, a definite first. One Get more thing about Neverending Story.
1: Hold on. One more thing about one more thing about <laughs> Neverending Story and me confusing and mashing things together for the longest time. And when I say the longest time, I mean until recently in my mind the old like science couple or the old whatever little elf couple from Neverending Story. The same princess as bride. miracle max and okay. and and so, so, and so in my princess notes bride.
0: in my notes yeah i have written, I thought they were the same i have written they're in my notes characters. on my <laughs> on my ipad here it says have yeah. fun storming the oracle right
2: <laughs> they're, the, <laughs> they're the original
1: okay that's yeah that's before the princess bride Yes, yeah, before *Bringers of yeah. I thought, and I definitely thought there was like the same characters that reappear in both so movies. I,
0: I have, I have one important, kind of rapid fire question, which is, what sandwich do you think he was eating? You know, when he it was eats a the peanut butt? butter and jelly for sure. Peanut Probably. butter and jelly.
1: Definitely peanut butter and yeah. jelly. Definitely. So no one had bologna, bologna in their head. No. Uh, do you think it was bologna?
3: It could have been bologna. Mm. I had, I had a hard time seeing what it was, but.
1: I just always thought it was peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I would
2: love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now.
3: I mean, that sounds good.
2: Yeah. All right. I know what I'm doing after this. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, I just want to say that, like, Noah Hathaway, I've gone down the rabbit hole of stalking him on the internet. Absolutely.
0: So you would have mailed him. You would have sent him mail back A
2: hundred percent. I would have sent him mail. And I. I felt a bit weird about it now as an adult because I'm like, wait, he's just a little kid. So it's like a bit strange, my sort of personal reaction. <laughs> but I then, the adult Noah Hathaway, I went uh, stalking on the internet and he goes to tons of Comic-Cons and like clearly still talks about this movie because people our age want to talk to the, about this movie with him a lot. Good for him. And yeah, and I saw this great interview with him where he was saying that You know, the experience was incredible, but it took a year to make this movie, which is a really long time. And that he was hospitalized, he said on average, like once a month for his injuries because he did all his 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 (laughs) stunts. And
0: that was revealed in the commentary as well. All
2: my stunts.
0: This little kid's being like thrown off of a tree repeatedly, and Wolfgang Peterson's like, Yeah, he did all his stunts. (laughs) He loved
2: it. it was so funny that then I said to you that I had seen that interview. He was like, yeah, I was hospitalized like once a month because the director made me do all my stunts. <laughs> um, like... He
1: did say that they had a stunt double once at the end when then nothing is blowing everything away oh, and it's right, right. hanging from the tree. Right. Yeah, and upon done. rewatching it as an adult, I really noticed how the stunt double's hair looked just like mom's hair in the <laughs> 80s. Oh, boy.
0: Once again, mom <laughs> reappears. Mom
2: appears in our, our re- movies. movies.
0: Okay, uh, let, But let, he
2: seems like a nice guy, and he's a tattoo artist, if anybody good
0: needs a tattoo. I, I, hope, I hope he's doing it. All I right, so let's so, on, Oh, sorry. Tony, go for it. Question.
3: I had a crush on the princess, and
0: oh.
3: I learned that she was actually going to school for acting in San Francisco <gasps> when I was a kid. Oh, my God. She's older than me, though. So. Oh. But, but, but you learned this year. as an
1: adult. Only yeah. one year, so yeah. she wasn't that far out of your reach. No, That's right. Cool. She's from San Francisco.
3: No, oh. she's from Europe.
2: Oh, but she was in San Francisco.
3: She was going to school in San
2: Francisco. Wow. Yeah. But you knew this as a kid or now as an adult?
3: As a kid. Wow.
2: Definitely as a
0: kid. Oh so, so you, so Oh, wow. That's wild. Okay.
2: Be so close yet so far away. Mm. Mm-hmm. You could that's have been so... Mr. Empress.
0: <laughs> no, Mr. Child. Mr. Mr. Child. <laughs> Child. Assuming Mr. Moon Child. is her first name. <laughs> Mr. Child. Tony Empress. Child.
2: Child like, Mr. Child like Empress.
0: All right, so MVP... yeah, other that, we
2: don't love Isabel to death, And I'm just saying you could have been <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Mister Mr. is... Empress Child. Is...
0: So let's do MVPs. Uh, Becky, who's your MVP?
1: Atreus. Uh, Atreus is my MVP. T- Tony, Same.
0: Who's your? So... Okay, Tony, who's your MVP? Of the movie? I would do Atreus. Oh, for me, it's Falcor. To me, that is the thing that.
1: Of course, sorry.
0: The horse, so he said. Oh, I said a
1: horse. is that a horse. <laughs> Falcor, I forgot about Falcor for a second. No, but um, i was my.
0: To me, Falcor's like guffaw, his laugh. <laughs> it's so great.
2: It is. All right. <laughs> and who yeah. is,
0: if it's even possible to have one? Do you have a least valuable player? Oh, the
2: moment? guy with the snail. He's Deep so Roy, who, who played the Oompa <laughs> the Oompas in Charlie and the Chocolate I Factory? I'm not complaining about the actor. He did such a good job acting that his character's so obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I actually think the most
1: obnoxious character is the ancient turtle, the ancient one. Oh, yeah. Marla's What's her name?
0: Morla.
3: Morla's Marla. so
1: mean and heartless, and he just lost his horse, and he's in the middle of that mud swamp, and she's so awful. I was Always mad at that turtle. Sorry, yeah,
0: Tony. Like Tony, you have a least valuable player?
3: Yeah, more like, I agree because I, I was so annoyed. Although the puppeting was really good. Yeah, puppeting. And that good. character actually looked the best to me. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, technical technical technically
3: yeah. Technically yeah. speaking. Yeah. More,
0: it well, yeah. look, Very if great. it can annoy there. you and it's not a real thing, it's pretty, again, it <laughs> must be doing something right, right? Like, if it can get under your skin the way it, the way it shows such indifference to him is so awful.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. And the whole crazy. idea that it's talking in the um, in the plural yeah, is so that awesome and confusing. We don't care that we don't care. Right. <laughs> Which... And then it's really actually just kind of funny, though, when he goes, but then we could die. And, and she's like, and then that would be something. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of funny.
1: Kind of reminded me of talking to Nana when she was really, really old, like 95 oh. and a half around that age. Yeah.
0: Well, all I'm going to say is I hope Dad's turned off the podcast episode before you said that.
1: Well, that was a nice thing to say. Oh, okay. That's, like, funny.
0: Oh, okay. That all would right. be funny. Oh, all I right. mean, about it. All right. Whatever. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh-huh. All right, so let's do a variation of Pitch Imperfect. So, Tony, one of the games we play... It's called Pitch Imperfect, Um, the original version, uh, the OG version Becky invented, which is we look at a teaser trailer and and we make a pitch for what we think a particular movie is going to be about and then what it should be about. But let's just jump ahead. If you were rebooting or sequeling or or tackling this property again now, what would your pitch be? Does anyone want to go first?
1: feel like I'm being really put on the spot here. Last time we did this I had weeks to prepare.
0: Really? I feel like I think about sequels for movies from my childhood like all the time. Like if you Wait, if, so what if you wanted me to do be? like a Ghostbusters 3 or Buckaroo Banzai 2 right now like boom, I'd start like rattling it off.
2: Okay, but you want know, it's, it's a free for, for all. all. You could be reboot, you could do sequel. Like what how what would yeah. you do with the material today is
0: yeah. what he means. I, I know what I would do, but I want to give I you know exactly the do. All right, Tony.
3: I would, I would do exactly, uh, I would follow the book. I would like, after, after hearing the things that I heard, I thought there were some really, especially, it's very um, relevant right now, Mm -hmm. actually. Okay. So, anyways. So,
1: instead of trying to like remake the fantasy campy kind of like sweet childlike one, go true to the book. Darker. Well
3: there there would still be the fantasy because right, that's, that's the really theory. important yeah. like the imagination sure. all that stuff but it but but
1: I meant like the sorry, I meant the, the
3: idea like... that yeah the power and the corruption mm-hmm. and the mm. and the and taking that lesson and bringing it back to the real mm-hmm. world and actually using it for good I thought it was cool So who would I, you uh,
2: cast as a Treyu tony mm. I mean I mean, You can think on it, I'll let Shy go and then we so, can come so back.
0: So I'm gonna take a different approach, although I love I would I'm I'm seeing that movie, especially if Tony's actually making it, like if Tony's doing the story art on that, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, what I what I would what I would do is rather than try to tackle the book again, I would plan from the beginning a trilogy, put it like a good trilogy, not like the Hobbit trilogy, that follows a similar arc, more complex arc to the uh to the original book the way tony was talking about it um but i would modernize it and i would bring in probably i mean this is both trendy but i also think would be interesting is i'd what i'd want to see a more active female lead character and i'd like to see and this is just my nature is i'd like to see a more team oriented quest um I enjoy the relationships that develop when particularly when they have young characters come of age while facing unstoppable odds, whether it's Harry Potter or um, or uh, the, you know, the Avatar cartoons, which you guys know I talk about all the time. I would love to see that and I'd like to see it follow the acts of that original book, but it could take place in the same universe as the original one. And the comparison I'm going to make is is kind of hilarious. But the, one of the first things that came into my mind as I was watching this movie again and I fully grasped the fact that he was reading the book and he was inside the book is that he is um, is that this is basically the original version of Jumanji. And they just did this remake <laughs> of Jumanji that kind of lives in the same world as the old Jumanji. but That's it's what modern, I said
2: to you the other day. Excuse me? No, I said it too. Mm-hmm.
0: I said I wrote I said it.
2: that to you. No,
0: I think everybody mm-hmm. said it, that. We're... We were
2: talking on the phone mm-hmm. and I was like I would do something that's like in the same world the way they did a Jumanji sequel, but it's not really the same thing.
0: Oh, okay. That's All right. You no, know, no, but I, I I you did say that. What I'm saying is is that this movie reminded me of Jumanji, but you're right. Lily, oh. Lily's idea is absolutely that that's where I would go with it. Huh.
2: And then nice. we talked about how we'd have Millie Bobby Brown play a as a yeah. girl. Absolutely. Well, I would see all of these movies.
1: I don't have a pitch, but I would see all of the movies that you guys are pitching. I love the idea (laughs) of staying true to the book, going darker. I love the idea of it being a similar story that exists in the same type of world. These all sound like super fun. In fact, if you made both of them and released them at the same time, I'd go see both.
3: Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. There we go. Greenlit. Done. Green
0: the the film executive on the team has given us the green light. Now, uh, Lily, do you have do you have a pitch, or do you want to? Should we go on? No,
2: to... I, I I just was building off of yours and saying that I would do something where I'd have Millie Bobby Brown be in the movie, maybe as a female, like make Atreyu, a, a girl this time, or or have a girl like Atreyu character in our Jumanji ish <laughs> sequel. Which sounds terrible now that I'm saying it out loud, but I feel like it would be really good. Not
0: Jumanji isn't make it a comedy. No,
2: I just... Right. I just mean, like, the way that Jumanji exists in the same world, but it's not an exact... Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I yeah. don't want to see Falcor like, farting. Like,
2: no. Like no. We, we do want to see him blowing bubbles, though.
3: Sure. Yeah, that's...
2: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Tony, like, I like uh, Tony's now the MVP of this episode for saying that.
3: I, <laughs> uh, really. I will say that the book also... Um, had a Treyu as a green character with blue hair, I think it was.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Which,
3: makes, which to me makes a lot of sense because we want that world to be very fantasy. We don't want it to be so much like. Um, oh, yeah. Instead of a Native American, which I felt like, okay, I get there's like some symbolism there, but it wasn't necessary.
2: Yeah. I
3: wanted it to be more mm-hmm. of a fantastical character.
2: You would have wanted it. you could it, relate it to, to because to be... you can really, Huh? You would have wanted him to be, is what you're saying.
3: More fantastical, yeah.
2: Right. And, mm-hmm.
0: they, and I think they could pull that off now particularly Yeah. Mm-hmm. much better. Um, okay, well, that, Almost, that's kind of rapid.
2: they maybe didn't in the original, though, because I feel like they it would have been maybe too kitschy, and now they could do it well. I don't know. I just love Atreyu so much that like, I can't really... I be
0: <laughs> never mind. So uh, I that that kind of wraps up our never-ending story discussion. Does anyone have any final? Anyone want a final word on the never-ending story?
2: I just
1: that always love the. I love the Rock Monster. I love him. Oh yeah, this scene, loved him. the scene—the
0: scene where he talks about his good strong hands. Do, do uh-huh. you guys want who who our, who in who in our family? Our
2: grandfather. Yep, our grandfather. Always Papa. Our grandfather. I can't even go. I can't even, even go there.
1: Anna and Papa are in this movie. And. Mom. <laughs>
2: It's a Corman family special. But can we just say the song? The theme song is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's
0: the greatest. What movies have
2: theme songs that are this good today? We do a
1: round of singing? No.
2: Turn Hmm? around. (laughs) 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 What you see? (laughs) I was telling Shia the other day wait, I was at a restaurant in Spain on a terrace. And that song came on like the the speaker system of this restaurant. And I got up from the table, I walked over to the speaker, called Shy, put my phone up to the speaker like a crazy person. And I was like, Shy, you won't believe it. And all I heard was <laughs> no <laughs> "But It was pretty crazy that that song came on. And this movie, just want to say, is one of the few things I connected with like pop culture wise when I met my husband and We never like, I remember being like, What cartoons did you watch as a kid and stuff? And like, it's only Spanish ones or like some random, like, German gnome uh, cartoon that was really famous here. And I was like, Oh man. And then somehow we got on the subject of Never Ending Story, and it was like, you know, total understanding of this movie. Although the characters' names are different in Spain, but we'll let that slide. And, um, yeah, it was super popular. Don't everywhere.
0: bury the most important character name difference. <laughs> but, I
1: mean, it's kind of why we're letting, letting you tell this story, Lily. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't just bring that
0: up or, and no. not tell us the <laughs> name And
1: difference. the point of sharing this bit of Is information. Is that I said
2: I said to Jose, I was like, yeah, and like, you know, as a kid, didn't you love Falcor so much? And he was like, Who's Falcor? And I was like, Wait, aren't you talking about the never ending story? And he's like, Yeah, aren't you talking about it? And I'm like, So, like the giant dog dragon? He's like, You mean Fuyu? I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, Fuyu. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> since then, we have had that argument. So, what, what the word Falcor means to us, it's Fuyu to him, which is just not okay. <laughs>
0: So, all right, let's talk about what we have been watching. Um, I give Becky some I told you show status because she introduced us to the web series of Gay of Thrones, which is hilarious. Game of Thrones is a show I have a complex relationship with because I do love it, but I also hate watch it a little bit. And Gay of Thrones perfectly like fills a gap that I needed to help me enjoy the show. Like I I'm one of the few people who despises the Red Wedding episode, so I went back and I watched the Red Wedding Gay of Thrones episode, which was amazing. <laughs> and it like
2: healed
3: it's... my wounds.
2: At, uh, uh, Tony, have you ever seen it?
3: Oh uh, have I seen it? He's I, seen it. I've been watching since its inception.
2: Really?
3: I'm a huge fan of Jonathan.
2: Uh, really? Uh, hey, Tony?
1: Mackie.
3: well jonathan is uh like the main guy on uh the new series of uh, oh, queer oh, eye. Yeah, um oh
1: we have discussed that in detail yeah. in depth our love and obsession with queer
3: fantastic, eye. fantastic fantastic he makes it uh, yeah huge fan.
2: but but did you but you watched gay of thrones before queer eye
3: oh or yeah, no? yeah no no, oh, no, no. I, I had been watching gay of thrones okay. since it started every pretty much i watch it pretty much after every episode
1: I is mean, that a reason
3: I, mean, I know about Gay
1: of Thrones? I, may have told you about it. I think it's it, likely I, I know of Gay of Thrones. So then Tony
0: out. gets the I told you show.
1: Yeah, he he gets the ha, I told you has show. Has Becky
0: explained to you I told you show? So now, Tony, I have to call you a genius. Because Whoa. if you recommend something that one of us ends up loving, then it becomes an I told you show. So you have oh, I my. told you so. show. Beck, we should have like an I told you show, like tally. Like who gets credit for which one.
1: So Becky's but I'm winning. Sure so you sure winning. You
2: what? Becky's for yes, sure yes, winning, sure. Chai. All right. Because Becky, not only... My, I told you, show with Becky is Game of Thrones, and now it's Gay of Thrones. Like, Becky has me keep. <laughs> <laughs> She's got me on Queer eyes. She's it, got me it, on, like, it, a million things. If
0: I may just reference a couple of my favorite things from Gay of Thrones, one of them is the way he renames the characters. And yes. Sasha, when he Sandra when Fier. he calls Sansa, Sansa <laughs> Fierce, I, like, Which water girl, came out of my nose. That
2: the girl he's doing the hair the of calls weird. her
0: Fierce. Oh, Fear. and then they call... Uh, the Maisie Williams, they call her Little Kill Bill,
2: Kill Bill. Baby, <laughs>
0: Bill. baby Kill Bill It's you know? yeah. the funniest yeah. thing I've ever
2: heard. But they call her something else before They're like, she was baby something And now, what was it? And now she's baby Kill Bill I, I don't know but so funny. Funny. It's,
0: it's, it's amazing People... Meanwhile,
2: back at Google Maps <laughs>
0: <that's> <laughs> hilarious. Right. Now we're just quoting things out of context People should just, if you like Game of Thrones just, you, got, you guys like, gotta see it Like some R-rated yeah. comedy, check that out uh, Lily, I know, I know you have been watching some stuff that you want to talk about, and you want to yes, introduce finally... a new segment that we're going to yes. sort of I, use yeah. over time.
2: Yes, I'd like to finally have some like new content to recommend, so I'm excited. I've been saying Orphan Black for six weeks now, so <laughs> I'm so excited. I have something new to say. Um, I am not. I'm gonna disclaimer. I am not a fan of Black Mirror. I don't enjoy having to watch like dystopian horror shows about technology and how awful the world is. I am like completely agreeing with everybody who doesn't like the show. However, it's brilliant and there are a few choice episodes that like rock my world and I think they're amazing and they're not sad or depressing and they did an incredible job doing this sort of, you know, reflection on technology and our society and in a very beautiful, uh, intimate way. And those are the episodes from the season three. Is San Junipero, which is awesome, and then this uh, current season, season four, is the episode Hang the DJ, and I highly recommend it to everyone. I really would like somebody to watch it so I can talk mm-hmm. about it with them. My brother-in-law in uh, introduced. It. I always watch it with him because he knows like which episodes I won't like, and he finds like he cherry picks them. You know, like not picks them out for me. Well,
1: aren't you lucky that you
2: weren't traumatized by the first episode of that show? Exactly. I know. Well, I know. And so, I, I just want to say, I really—I don't know if Tony, are you a fan of that show?
3: I yeah. I well, I haven't seen the latest season. Uh, we well, could get into it. We tried.
2: Apparent. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it's really dark. Except mm-hmm. this one episode is like my brother-in-law was like, you can't watch any others from this season. <laughs> but. But this one you're gonna love, so, and I, so, it was awesome. So
0: Lily, and the new segment is
2: oh tradesies. So I text Shy, and I'm like, Shy, you gotta watch it. And both my siblings are ignoring me after I've mm-hmm. told Alex, my brother-in-law that now they have to watch it because of the show, the podcast. When I recommend something, they're going to have to watch it. And then and then the two of you are just jerks. And you're like, yep. you're not even answering my text. Yep. And so the, the podcast means nothing to anybody in this family. And I'm like, come on. And I text Shy, I don't know if it was privately. And I was like, shy come on. Just watch it. And you're like, not for all the chucks in the world. And I'm like, please watch it. I'll watch <laughs> I'll watch like two. No, you said you
0: one should. episode of Chuck. You uh, said you'd watch, I'll watch one an episode
2: e- of Chuck if you watch uh, Black this episode of Black Mirror, and you're like two seasons of Chuck for one Black. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said I said if you watch two seasons of Chuck, I will watch oh, one episode of Black Mirror, and my basis. I'll
2: oh totally
0: have to guess. My this basis is for my basis for the like economics of this is this: number one, things recommended by people who aren't one of the three of us, and Alex doesn't count in this case. Your brother-in-law. Um, those those get a higher value meaning if someone's listening to the podcast and they recommend something to us yes two of us are probably going to at least two of us are going to are going to watch it but lily just giving me a random show that has no previous um, uh, uh, equity with the family and be like you have to now watch something Uh, that's by the way a horror show that's going to upset you it's uh, not okay. When I have a backlog of things I've been asking her to watch, um, and also just from the mental investment that that will take for me, I, I, I equated it to, I'm like, yes, I will get around to Black Mirror if you watch two seasons of Chuck. So, okay,
1: Shy, shy I want to make a trade with you. So I'm I'm watching Airbender, but I'm still not hooked. I will keep moving forward with Airbender. How far are you and into Airbender? Add, and add the first season of Chuck. So I will do Airbender plus season one of Chuck if you watch – Season one of Outlander.
0: Done. Ooh. Done. Just Done. Wow. That trade okay. has officially officially goes in the books.
2: Okay, but now I don't guess. like this game because nobody's actually playing with me. So no, you so, have so, to bring something
0: gonna... good to the table, Becky. I'm bringing good... this
2: episode of Black Mirror. That's what I have to bring to the table. Yeah, but you
0: <laughs> you have to be willing to do something that one of us wants. It has wants to be
2: reasonable. To... I'm not gonna watch two seasons of Chuck to get you to watch one episode. So you better come back with a better offer. And Becky, I don't hear you saying you're going to watch this episode.
0: No, cuz you didn't offer her anything good either. What are, you, what are
2: you trading? <laughs> I don't need to trade with Becky because I've watched everything she suggested, so she owes well, me one. What no, <laughs> no,
0: you she got but I, I told so you so. She you owe her one cuz she's done so yeah. well. She's got I'm so providing much
2: providing her with a really cool like, episode. I'm
0: not saying I have a well thought out scoring method here, but but Becky's sort of rank- <laughs> power rankings are very high in the recommendation department right now.
1: Yeah. Fine. Fine. Um.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Now, okay, now we've established tradesies. Tradesies has
0: been, and we do have an official trade in the books. That is, Shy will yeah. watch one we'll... season of Outlander. Becky will finish Airbender and do season one of Chuck. And and yeah. it doesn't have to be one for the other. It's just like an honor commitment that we will both yeah. Do that yeah and I'm report moving
1: back. forward. I'm okay. moving forward with Airbender. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Um, Tony, do you have anything that you're watching that's of interest, or or a trade you'd want to offer?
3: Um. Well, I'm kind of on the house renovation thing right now. So I'm watching Big Dream Small Spaces.
1: Oh. Featuring
3: Monty Dawn. Hmm. British, I have seen British. that.
1: It's yeah. Big um, Dreams,
3: Small
1: Spaces. All right.
3: Yeah, we plowed through that entire first um, season on Netflix. I,
1: and yeah, I've it's, seen it's that. Kind of,
3: yeah, it's kind of the gardening version of um, Great British Bake Off. Mm. Without contest
2: so, but, so it's just about. I think Allie
3: would like that show it's a very relaxing time watching people garden and uh, fulfill their dreams mm-hmm. of, you don't like he said you don't need a uh, you can't always create your dream garden but you can have the garden of your dreams
2: oh, love that okay
3: that's the so metaphor for life. That. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. amazing. So, All right. That's that's awesome. Thank you, Tony. That's a great experience. that's a cool one. Okay, so I, I don't have any uh what we're watching, but I do have I do have shout outs for this week. Number one, you know, we don't we really don't mention her enough on this show. This is a really important family member. Um, and that's cousin Vanessa.
2: We we mention her every episode, cousin Vanessa.
0: You just we are so grateful that you listen, and she has given us a recommendation to go back and watch the Ewok Adventure movies, which oh, are Vanessa, terrifying, I and I cannot a... wait for Lily and Becky to see these. But Ooh, cousin I Vanessa, believe that this
2: was a big deal in her house. I am shocked.
0: Cousin Vanessa is now th- saying hi to her is just a running bit now for me. So cousin Vanessa, we love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> My other shout-out goes to someone I've given a shout-out before, but he's an old buddy, and he has been an avid listener of the show, and he's extremely talented, and that is Mr. Andy Shankman of the band Jump Cuts. And you can check them out on www.jumpcutsmusic.com. I was uh, couldn't sleep the other night, and I popped on this song Headlights um, that you can buy on, on iTunes, and it uh, is awesome, and it has this kind of like Futuristic Lou Reed vibe to it. It's almost like, well, like Lou Reed meets Blade Runner is the best way to describe it. So I I give a shout out to Andy and jump cuts and folks should check out that song Headlights, and mm-hmm. that's what I got. Shall we talk about where we can where we can reach everybody?
2: Oh, I just want to shout out to Pam. Oh, Pam. Who? Yeah, who's on last week? Um, from the amazing Herspiration. I just want to shout out to her because i accidentally read your tweet as her calling me and becky like her sisters but it was your tweet because we are your sisters and it was pretty embarrassing but she was really cool about it and um she wants us to talk about shape of water at some point because she mentioned that so maybe we can do that you know mention on the next episode Um, But I just want to say that after seeing Shape of Water, for those who have seen it, um, I watched it with my very funny brother-in-law, who afterwards called it Fifty Shades of Water, which I thought was (laughs) very funny. I was, like, teary-eyed and, like, so emotional at the end. I was like, oh, my God, that was so beautiful. He's like, that was Fifty Shades of Water. I was, like, (laughs) hilarious. And he didn't like it as much as I did. But um, And I also do kind of think that it didn't need to win Best Picture. It was good. And I feel like over it, Coco should have won. So that's
0: my opinion. Best yeah. picture. Oh, wow. Uh, mm. I praise. I yeah, I mean, I was rooting for, you know, my order was get out, shape of water. But if Coco had been in the mix, I would have easily taken Coco as just general best picture. Um, um, also, wait, one more. And that is uh, Mr. Duncan Scott, uh, one of our uh, one of our best buddies in the Twitter world at Dun- uh, Duncan Scott 3, um, a.k.a. The Wrecker. He um, has recommended Mr. Robot to us. And I think you guys might have watched it. I haven't watched that show. I've that show seen. I've seen
2: season two. Tony, have you seen
1: it?
0: It's a good show. Uh,
3: yeah. I've
1: seen.
2: Yeah. I've seen. I trust Tony's season. judgment too. All right. So, it's good. I don't know if Shai, if you're gonna like it. To be honest, it's dark. It's pretty dark.
3: Uh, cinematography is very good. Oh cool. It For is.
2: Well, I'm I'm intrigued, and
0: and Duncan yeah. Duncan's done right by us in terms of recommendations, so I'm gonna yeah, check that out. Yeah, it's a cool out.
2: show, but it's it's pretty
0: dark. Probably not right away, but in the coming weeks. Uh, All right. All right. Is that 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 brings us to the end, right?
1: Uh, where people can follow us. Where can pe- Becky? Where can yep. people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at paperbkprincess, and you can check out uh, some of my recipes that I do with my friend Janine on our recipe blog EverydayOat.com.
0: You had a couple cool ones pop up in the last week or so, right?
1: Yeah, we have, uh, There's uh, Janine just put up a great recipe for um, basically for like meatballs, but how you can diversify them and use them as a go-to protein in many different meals. So mm-hmm. that's like a, a good, you know, meal
2: hack. So huh, awesome.
1: That
0: one up. And mm-hmm. and Lil, where can people follow you?
2: Chichi K Gomez on Twitter. Uh, explanation of my Twitter handle is in the previous
0: podcast oh, episode. That's right. Got to go back and listen to that one. And Tony, is there anything you want people to follow you on or anything you want to plug? Any more Oscar-worthy movies you, you mm. want to talk about
2: mm. that
0: you maybe made?
3: I don't know. You
2: should probably plug Pixar because I don't know if people know enough about them.
3: It's a small just studio and
2: <laughs> Bay area.
3: Studio. Uh, in I highly recommend people see Inside Out.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a masterpiece. As many times
3: as possible. That's granted. a masterpiece. Uh, that's it. I don't have any following. I don't have any... Uh, Twitter social are, media I mean I have them but I don't I don't post anything so I don't recommend anybody following me <laughs> sorry well <laughs> we
0: we are truly truly grateful we hope you'll come back and talk with us again in the future uh thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us thank you
2: so much thank you, you guys and, yeah this, this is, is awesome
0: and uh, it is even more than I dreamed um uh it would be when we were eating those vegan donuts in San Francisco and <laughs> Berkeley um, so, you can uh, follow this podcast at FridayNightMoviePod.com uh, or at the pancake4table.com website. We can be found on iTunes, Podbean, and now Stitcher. Our Stitcher feed is up. So, if you use Stitcher to listen to podcasts or you know someone who does, you can find us there now. Please subscribe. Please leave us a review. Um, please send us feedback, whether it's via Twitter or email. You can email us at pancake 4 at That's number four table.com or our personal emails because again if you're listening you probably have our personal emails we love the recommendations we are willing to take recommendations and if you want to participate in tradesies because you're recommending something you know one of us doesn't want to watch we would be happy to play tradesies with you as well Uh, thank you uh, so much for listening and i guess the theme music will kick in now and we can the theme music by what does it eat um, will be kicking in right now and we can dance our way out
3: I'm
1: dancing. Nice. Is Tony dancing? I'm totally dancing. Uh, yeah. Yep. There's a shoulder shake. All there's right, a there's shimmy a be going shift. on. Like
3: That's
2: good. All right.
0: All right. Good night, Bye, guys. guys. Thank Bye. you, guys. Love you. This is awesome. Bye. Tony, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank,
2: thank you. you so much, Tony. Bye,
3: guys.
2: Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.
0: need to I literally like cannot go on unless I hear you guys sing the freaking theme song.
1: Oh, the never ending story. No, no, <laughs> oh. story Na 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 ending story na na
2: i I don't think it's a
0: na na na. na. na, na. I think it's a uh.
2: uh it's a little bit more it,
0: It's really whatever
2: you want it to be and when I sing it, I think I sound really good.